Um, Alyssa thought that my tube of ashes for one of our first dogs as a couple, mine and Riley's, was a butt plug today. And, um... <laughs> to clarify, I didn't think it was actually a butt plug. She's like, what is this butt plug on your wallet? And Riley was in the kitchen and he's like, that's my dog's ashes. <laughs> it's like her name special, we can't say it. She, for Maisie. Anonymity. But like, they don't know who Maisie is. That's Maisie's ashes, they might think it's grandma. <laughs> that would be even better, though. I just don't understand why people hate my food and won't tell me. Oh, okay. Uh, we are recording out of a shoe on a box, and I wish that was a joke. Check our social media. It's true. Okay. Um, insert here. Uh, <laughs> that's how we cut. Hi. This is, oh. is now a jump scare podcast. Can you just imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like starting an ASMR podcast, getting twenty episodes in, and then having like a few jump scares in one episode? Oh my god! Oh no! Welcome back to our ASMR podcast, where you get to listen to my voice so quietly, softly in your ear, telling you nursery rhymes. <laughs> if you guys are interested in that, uh, you. <laughs> You guys can back us on uh, Patreon, which we don't have. But if you if you want it, we will make a we'll make jump it. scare ASMR podcast. Oh god, one hundred percent. We can do it. We will do Be that gone. whether or not you like it. Okay. Well, we weren't supposed to talk. Hi, I'm Nikki. I'm Levi. And I'm Melissa. And this is Row Ramblings, Ramblings, a podcast featuring controversial topics, interesting ideas, and random nonsense, and a whole bunch of baloney. Over each other. And yet we're immediately screaming over each other. Um, Riley's like, I asked for one thing, and we're like, we cannot provide that anyways. All right. Um, hi, friends. Welcome back. Moxie's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, yeah, good deal. Um, my name is Nikki, and I'm leading today's topic, because we're back in the cycle of things. But not really, because we all are kind of going to be equal in our ignorance here. Would you like to also talk about your other aliases, in case they don't know you as Nikki? No. You're also known as Nikki nope. Boom Boom on Twitch. Oh, yeah, I'm Nikki Boom Boom. And Nicole Opolio. Is my Twitch Nikki Boom Boom or Nikki Boom Boom 23? I thought it was just Nikki Boom Boom. It might be 23, though. Oh, I, I have a really phone. Know. Oh, you do. Um, We can do socials and all that anyways. I stream also, and... About these... as consistently as we post this podcast. Well, it's once a week. <laughs> it's once a week now. We're back on track, and I'm going to start being super active on the social media thing. Um... I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. Anyways, um, it is just Nikki Boom Boom. Medias? What? No, she doesn't know her Twitch. My Twitch is just Nikki Boom Boom. It's a picture of me in overalls. I need to change it. I don't look like that anymore. Um, she never wears oh, overalls. Did she just burn? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we're all stuffed on the couch to try and make the audio better, and it just means that we're all like bumping knees. Oh, it's so Wait bad. Wait till I fart. Stop! We'll feel it. So, today we're going to talk about Ukraine. And how hot their president is. Nope. This um, is a... 
This is a Stan podcast. <laughs> Bruh, but for real, I was watching, like, a news person on TikTok. Like, she does research. It's not my only news source. Don't flame me. It's her um, only news source. I listen to a radio show, and I also <laughs> go online and read news articles. I listen to Rad Radio and look at Rad Radio's news articles that they link to. <laughs> Partially. Um, but also other things. And, um... Someone commented on one of this news channels, like, not news channel, it's a it's a person who reports on the news, like, they do their like own anchor. research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do their own research and then bring it to TikTok, and someone's like, um, can you believe that he wore a t-shirt to meet with the president? Like, I just feel like he should have more respect for the office, and it's like, bruh, he's literally fighting for his country right now. He's not worried about... A t-shirt. Where do you think he's going to get a suit and tie? Like, that takes time to get into. He's just going to go to his tailor real quick, just down the street, where they're actively bombing and uh, see if he can get fitted. Right? Like, people are actually like, he shouldn't have shown up in a t-shirt to have a meeting with Congress. Under the desk news that you were... It was. I think we should call them out, because they have some wonderful information. And They do, um, but I don't know their name or anything, so... I think, well, okay, we will in the show description because I was going to say, I know there's a bunch of TikToks that you guys both follow for, like, up-to-date news as far as what's going on in Ukraine. We'll try and remember to link that in the bio um, so you guys can check it out, too, for yourself. Yeah, um, but so a brief rundown because this is probably going to come out next week or the following. Um, it's been about three weeks, almost exactly three weeks, since Putin invaded Ukraine. Um, everybody thought that Ukraine was going to be gone in by the weekend like nobody thought it kiev was gonna be standing or um anything like that and they have held their own they have fought back they have been doing an amazing job but america can't really step in no other countries and nato can really step in without triggering world war three and putin is crazy enough that will he nuke everyone very possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really want to get that started. We know that China and Putin have kind of like a convoluted relationship where they're kind of working together, but not really. And it's just uncomfortable. Um, it's looking more and more likely that China is going to get involved by sending aid to Russia, which is a big no-no. Apparently, the U.S. is saying like, hey, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I am a professional news teller. Classic U.S. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, don't, no. Don't do that. <laughs> if you do that, there will be repercussions. Um, but we also aren't creating a no-fly zone like Zelensky is asking the president of Ukraine because that's another thing where it's like an act against Russia and therefore could be seen as aggression. Um I don't know. There have been bombings closer bombings closer to border countries um where if it crosses over it will trigger nato's article where they have to go in and attack um and defend each other that's really what nato's doing i don't i guess i'm speaking on a lot of things that we should do background for um maybe just get a i don't know do you guys want to do like how you're generally feeling or do you want me to give all the background first i think we should probably give like background first okay so, NATO is an ally of several, several countries, um, several, 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 where 
they basically they have like they kind of work together they have different rules but the main thing is if you attack one you will be attacked by all so if russia were to invade the u.s all of other nato countries would have to start attacking russia um Ukraine is not a part of NATO. They were in talks to be part of it, and Russia has been threatening for a while. Like, if you put them in, we're not afraid to do stuff like bombings and, like, um, attacks on your, like, systems. Like, um, what are they called? The system attacks where they go into, like, your internet. They can shut down. Like cyber warfare? Yeah, cyber warfare. We're not afraid to do that. And, like... They've been threatening for a while, and before Ukraine could actually solidify as part of NATO or even really begin serious talks about it, Russia invaded. Um, Because of that, we can't really go in because, like I said, Putin's crazy, and he would be the person to nuke the whole world. Um, China's not too far from that. But it would would very much trigger World War III, and we don't want World War III. So... Nobody from NATO is stepping in outside of sanctioning Russia's goods. Nobody's nobody's willing to buy their oil right now. Their oil prices have gone way down. Um, nobody is... We're just not sending Russia any aid, but we're sending a lot of aid to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Weapons, um, rations, you know, whatever we can without actually getting involved without crossing that like nato boundary saying that we are getting involved um and that's kind of what all nato countries are doing biden has come out and said in the last day that putin's a war criminal um for the acts that he's doing because putin is targeting largely civilian areas he wants to cause death he wants to break them and it's just dark and horrific, and he's using weapons that shouldn't be used against people in any way. Um, and it's just messed up. So, but something like creating a no-fly zone over Ukraine would trigger, like, that would be too far. That's where Putin can say, hey, you're getting involved, and start coming after other people. So that's why we haven't done that. We're kind of walking this fine line of obviously saying that Putin's not right and not wanting him to become like like Hitler. Hitler was allowed to invade Poland for I don't know what the reasons were. I don't I'm not that read up, but I imagine it's something similar where they didn't want to trigger a world war. Mm-hmm. And then he kept going. And so we're kind of like, "Hey, we're not going to let that happen. You can have Ukraine, but but then we're also really trying to help Ukraine as much as possible without crossing the boundary. Uh, just because I don't know a better time to talk about it, like as far as history, um, Ukraine was a part of Russia, um, right. prime the Soviet, Soviet Union. Union. And then when the Soviet Union collapsed, Russia, or, uh, Ukraine became independent. Since then, Russia has retaken... Um, Crimea and another southern territory of Ukraine, which is like their Russia's main port, which is one factor that Russia wants to take back Ukraine. Another is just uh, reclaiming old territory because Putin is ex KGB, so he just wants to reform the Soviet Union. There's a lot of speculation there that he's in bad health. Um, and with the threat of a NATO country being or Ukraine becoming NATO. 
and you know free democratic country as opposed to being on the table for being reclaimed that was another threat to putin i think and then also for the past probably like i don't know 10 15 years we've been looking to put patriot missile program in ukraine because america has been allies a lot of i don't see a lot of people talking about it now but putin took that as a threat and has Mm -hmm. openly taken that as a threat for a long time because the Patriot missile is what shoots down ballistic missiles, mm. and they have to shoot them down right after they're launched in the boost phase. And so, by putting the Patriot missiles on the border of Russia, um, I mean you can have your viewpoint on that, regardless. But that's probably one of the reasons. I don't think it's the main reason. I still think you'd be doing this regardless. But um, yeah, I think that's. I just want to add a little bit of background as to like why. Maybe he's doing this. That's Yeah, that's fair. And I completely forgot to mention the Soviet Union. But for those that don't know, the Soviet Union really disbanded in the 1990s. Um, Ukraine has had actual freedom only for about seven years. And that is why it's speculated a lot that why they're fighting back so hard, too, is because they've lived under tyranny. They've lived under kind of artificial freedom but not really and then now they've had real freedom but only for seven years so there are generations and generations and generations of people who know what that's like to be back under russia's thumb and they do not want it in any shape or form and that was exactly what i was gonna bring up is that i think um it's really interesting how like they've only really been free for like you know the seven years Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so interesting to me because it's like of course like they're fine but it's like also wild because it's like there's people that are like our age that up until they were 20 that they were, like, underneath, like, you know, this way. And so, like, they grew up that way. And then there's, like, people in their 40s that, like, are just now seeing it. It's, like, there's so many people that I'm sure, like, are just now becoming parents and are, like, so excited for their children to grow up in a world different than they did. And, like, you know, parents that have older children, like, glad to see them be able to thrive. And so, like, I think that's a huge reason why they're, like, and why it's so important to fight back on this. Because it's, like, you know, imagine just, like, seven years is nothing. Like, Like you said, there's generations upon generations that, like, haven't had this freedom yet and like are just now experiencing it and it's like it's so important to preserve that because there's like i mean middle school children that are being affected by this like that have only known this freedom and don't like yo their parents though and their grandparents and their great grandparents like i mean there's just so much connected to it that it's like no wonder they're fucking fighting so hard like you wouldn't be like you know they know what it's like if they lose this war and that's why i think they'd rather go down dying rather than lose it Well, and I think it's really interesting because um, last week things were still pretty uncertain, but it looked like the tide was turning, where it was like, okay, everybody thought Ukraine would be taken over in a week tops, really three days was all Mm -hmm. they thought it would take. A week tops. Okay, we were two weeks in. I'm so sorry about our heater, guys. (laughs) Yikes. Um, But they thought, so at the two-week mark or so, a week and a half, it started to be a little more hopeful. And so there has been a consistent outflux of residents, people leaving Ukraine. I think we're up to like 3.2 million people have left Ukraine. Um, There was a part though of last week where it switched and more people were coming back into Ukraine than going out. Mm 
There was still a portion of people going out, but more people were going back in because they wanted to go fight for their country. Oh. And I think that's amazing. I think that's awesome for them to see, like, okay, there's hope. Maybe it's, like, I envision, like, the father helping his family cross over. And, and then, then coming back. Coming back. Making sure that they're safe and then coming back to fight the war. Yeah. yeah. And I saw a story of one couple, but they were supposed to be married later this year. And while their their town was getting bombed, they went to a priest, got married, picked up their guns that the government was heading out, and went to fight as a new married couple. Like, it's just amazing the spirit they have for their country. I think it's so cool to watch. I think that I don't know if they're going to come out of this or not, um, their own country. But gosh darn, am I impressed. They are amazing. I think they've impressed the world. That whole country has impressed the world with their resilience. Yeah, I saw something that was like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. It was pretty viral on Facebook, but it was very sweet. It was a photo of moms in Poland that left their strollers at the train station for the moms that were coming from Ukraine that they wanted to make sure because they had to carry their babies and, like, you'll probably fight to get out of that country. And so they had left, like, a bunch of strollers to make sure that when they got there and they were safe that they, like, had the opportunity to be able to, like, move more easily. It's just, like... You know, because there's not a lot we can do right now, no. like, you know, on the outside. But it's, like, so cool seeing the world come together, like, to back up Ukraine. And I I really wish there were more we could do. It's such a scary, like, volatile time. Um, I absolutely was not alive during the Cold War, but I feel like this is what it must have felt like at the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. When it was like, well, are we going to be bombed? Are we going to war? What's happening? Like, at the very beginning stages where it's still kind of like, no, we're fine. But also, like, the whole world is being shook by this event in a country that, I, honestly, I can only point it out on a map because of this event. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's wild, too, because it's, like, it's awkward enough that it's, like, we have to continue with life right like we're all just so i mean we keep meaning about it i mean like oh let's just hope we don't get bombed today like let's hope we don't get nuked today but like we're really all just like watching with bated breath but like time keeps going on so it's like we still have to go to work and school and everything else so it's like on top of like obviously covid like hit so fucking wild and we should definitely do like a revisit episode I feel like we should all listen to our first COVID episode and come back and revisit two years later because i oh, think a lot of our opinions will have changed um, but it's just, like, wild, because I feel like we're finally getting out of that, like, getting out of in that, like, we're finally coming to terms with our new normal, and then this happens, and now it's, like, I guess everyone's just, like, we're all just, it feels like sitting here, like, holding our breath, waiting to see what happens, but also, like, still going to our retail jobs, and, like, working our nine-to-five, and taking our kids to the park, and pretending like we're not gonna hopefully die anytime soon. <laughs> well, and, like, that's one of those things where Riley and I started talking about um, finishing our basement. We have an unfinished basement in this house. That's where we're recording, which is why you can hear our heater. When it's finished, you won't be able to hear our heater, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But we were talking about finishing it in January. We started making plans, getting quotes mid-February. Then all this happened, and it was like, okay, we have the quote. Do we sign on? Do we start finishing our basement? And, like, a deciding factor was like, well... Worst case scenario, it's halfway finished and we have to hide down here rather than not finished at all and yeah, we're hiding I mean, down here. Like, it's just, 
I don't know, man. It's a it's a weird time even being so far removed from it mm-hmm. where you're right we have to kind of go back and forth and be like okay well it's our day-to-day life we can't just stop but at the same time i'm a little bit of a paranoid person so i'm like we need to buy water we need to have water storage we need to have food supplies like we need to just make it so our basement is safe if we need to use it mm-hmm. for an extended time sort of thing um which i think you had something to say uh <laughs> just looking to lead into like the more the war side of things but like let me finish talking about other stuff first okay well I, I was gonna actually move on too and I was gonna ask what you guys um, are kind of feeling it looks like so Putin has been meeting with Zelensky to try and have peace talks and the further on it gets it's been like oh it's a struggle they both seem to want to have peace but um, it's just such a big gap and then, as of, like, seven hours ago, um, it's very recently changed to everyone's reporting. Putin doesn't want peace. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I don't think anyone's surprised by that. You know, I feel like that's a pretty... But it's a big shift from they both want to end mm-hmm. this peacefully to, no, he's kind of just gung-ho for war. Yeah. Like, that's a big shift, and that's even more scary because Putin is so unhinged right now so do you guys see war coming up in the future or do you think it's do you think it's something that like we can guesstimate on do you think he's just gonna stop at ukraine because of his health he is 70 something or 70 exactly he's in his 70s it might be the beginning of his 70s but he's old like do you think it's something where he's gonna slow down i know that he's backed by a lot of oligarchs from the country a lot of very powerful people they're all his friends um everyone seems on board with him so far which is also kind of fueling him but do you see it turning to war do you see him stopping at ukraine where do you think it's going i see (laughs) when i think about it i like to boil it down to two separate scenarios where this is either going to be a long drawn out bloody conflict and russia will most likely collapse uh, from the inside out because um, <clears throat> with all these sanctions and stuff, Russia's going to be the first country to default on a national debt payment to the World Bank, and mm-hmm. no one's ever done that before. Um, the implications of that are pretty extreme because no one, even if they come out of this and you've defaulted on debt to that scale as a country, it's going to be a lot harder for them to even get back out of that and that's if they default, I think, is the end of this month. And then they have, like, a 30-day grace period and stuff like that. Um, do you want to say something quick? I was just going to say, I almost wonder if Putin and the oligarchs don't care because they personally are doing well. And Putin, uh, Russia's already in poverty. People are starving all around. Like, they're not doing well. Yeah, I think, so, if it does get to this point of this drawn-out conflict of, like, probably six months to a year, um, in that scenario, I think the citizens of Russia will overthrow and there'll be civil war. Um, And (laughs) I don't think Russia's going to be the same ever again. If it's a short conflict, um, which Putin wants... There's going to be a significant escalation that 
Russia's already hinting at. One of their strategies is to, um, with their false propaganda, is to kind of say the country they're invading, you know, is actually bombing their own citizens, doing their own things. And I think uh, within the past week, they've come out and, and told their citizens in the world that Ukraine is developing chemical weapons that they're ready to deploy on the battlefield. I also heard, that's something else that I read that I wanted to bring up, that there is a lot of speculation that Moscow is going to be hit with a chemical warfare attack from Russia under the guise of, it's Ukraine, Mm. to justify their escalation. Yeah, and then at that point, they would be justified, quote-unquote, to use chemical weapons in Ukraine. And I, I don't think Putin is above just leveling Ukraine. Yeah. Just for fuck's sake basically to, point. to take it over even though there'd be nothing left i mean he's done that in mariupol now is i think 80 to 90 percent of the infrastructure and buildings are completely leveled by artillery um blatant war crimes like they bombed a uh, a bomb shelter that was a theater that was marked four planes to see uh there's children here um they're just they're taking over hospitals they're shooting hospitals and maternity wards it's like with this, what we're seeing now, I don't think Putin's afraid to do anything, but the there seems to be some crumbling from the inside on the military. Mm. Um, there's lots of soldiers surrendering. Russia's lost 7,000 soldiers on the... Um, that's on the conservative side of things from the U.S. That we, over 20 years in conflict in Afghanistan and Iraq, we only lost 2,500 troops. Oh, to put that in perspective. Wow. And that was 20 years. This is three weeks. I have an actual question really quick. Yeah. Do you know about the amount of, like, missiles? Like, what is... So I saw the missile amount that Putin is using in mm-hmm. these last three weeks. And I'm wondering if you know, like, what was... What would be an okay amount? Because to me, it's a thousand. He's used a thousand missiles or something like that for... The last three weeks that we've counted. Yeah. Um, is that a lot? I've seen uh, different estimations as far as like percentages and stuff. And I think it wouldn't be unreasonable to assume they've at least expended probably 10 to 15 percent of their artillery and mm-hmm. missiles and warheads and things of that such. Okay. <laughs> um, for a lot of really dumb reasons, too. Like, just. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> leaving. Um, <laughs> Like, they've had those thermobaric weapon systems that hold, like, 20 of those things. Uh, they've just, like, not covered with support at all. And you get a drone strike from Ukraine taking that out. And that's 20 of those gone. And that's, mm. you know, they probably only have maybe 100 or so of those. Gotcha. Um, that's another scary thing, though. Is because if Putin's backed in a corner, what's he going to do? It, it can come down to that. Um, but, I mean, just the sheer number of troops that have been killed. And there's been... Uh, 20,000 injured. The supply... Tra- they weren't set up for the invasion very well at all. The supply trains are, are X'd. <laughs> like, they basically have no supplies coming in to support the invasion. What's theirs there? Are they going to support more? Um, you've had t- really, like, five top generals in the Russian army killed that are on the front lines. They're not using secure communication lines. They're being hacked by people on Twitter. And then warning Ukraine, and Ukraine is able to see cruise missile strike alerts. Nice. It, it's very strange how this is happening. The The communication 
infrastructure that Russia's army is based on uses cell towers. The first thing they're doing is knocking out cell towers so they can't use mm-hmm. um, their communication, their uh, encrypted communications. So there's a lot of really weird things like that where it's it's like a it could be a, a faint attack or maybe the people in charge of the invasion weren't taking it seriously because there's there wasn't supposed to be any conscripted soldiers there which are people that were just taken and not trained very long at all put on the front lines not knowing why they're there and there's been like thousands of soldiers that have given up that were conscripts it's it's really weird do you think that maybe it has to do with the fact that putin is of that soviet union era is he holding on to tradition is he holding on to old practices instead of improving them because him and his oligarch friends think they're above everything? Oh, that's interesting. And so they just didn't advance? I mean, they they have top, you know, weapon systems that are were supposed to be on par with the U.S. Everyone was afraid of Russia's military. I mean, I had heard things when I was in the military that, you know, a lot of their equipment's crap, but, like, their brand new jets are being shot down by... Uh, you know, shoulder-launched rockets from forces. This is just weird. Yeah, but, like, if you have... So this is where my thought process is. Okay, you have this new shiny equipment, but if you're training people to use it like the old equipment, it's not going to be done well. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe they've just relied on this brute strength and they haven't actually, you know... Maybe, like, the training's just not there? Maybe. I I mean, no one's on point with the U.S. because... You know, we spend a lot on our defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's more than Russia and China combined with like fivefold or something. And maybe their training, you know, wasn't up to par or something or the equipment's not as good. But it seems unlikely that the equipment wasn't as good. But I mean, they're just they've lost like, I don't know, something like an eighth of their air force. Jeez. Like, wow. <laughs> it's insane. I was just going to say a, a note on that, a callback <laughs> <laughs> to back to when you were talking about Russia possibly crumbling from the inside. I think that's already happening. A lot of yeah. like, I literally saw a TikTok, excuse me, today, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> I saw a TikTok today where um, a girl was posting, these two girls were like posting reasons people have been, or people that have been, uh, arrested in russia and it's literally like there was a fucking bike detained like someone got arrested for having a sign that was blank like children literal like six-year-olds are being detained for holding up signs saying that they want the war to end like it's fucking insane and the thing is like i think you know yeah we hear about all the propaganda and shit that's going on in russia and i'm sure to an extent people believe it but also like I have to believe the majority of people are, like, well aware of what's happening and, like, seeing what's going on. The fact that they can't take money out of the bank or go to the grocery store and buy food because the sanctions are being pushed onto them and, like, knowing that their president isn't doing anything to help them. And, like, I I get it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know there's people that are obviously buying into it. Like, I'm sure there is. Just, like, there would be everywhere. But it's just, like, everything that I've seen coming out of Russia right now is people being like, what the fuck? And we support Ukraine. So, that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, I 100% think you're right. That the majority of the population knows what's going on. I don't think that means anything. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, seven years ago when I was in college, 
I took a class with a teacher who she very frequently traveled to Ukraine or to not Ukraine. She traveled to Russia. Um, she went through checkpoints where she had to pretend that she was Russian and not American because she couldn't go into that area. Um, she dated a guy for a good long while that was in Russia and tried to get him to move over and get married. And then there was just, it was such a struggle, excuse me, to get his green card that it didn't work out. But she for years traveled and she'd come back and she had a lot of, um, stories about it, but she also had us watch a documentary and it was during the time when Putin wasn't president, there was a younger guy. He was really just a puppet. Putin was controlling him Mm -hmm. because at the time they also had like a two-term limit and then you had to take a break and yada, yada, yada. And they went around and they interviewed real citizens and they all said, yeah, I'm going to put the most fascist leader on this ballot because it doesn't matter. Mm. The politics have never mattered. Not for years and years and years and years. They're totally a false democracy and everyone knows it. They all know like this new guy is under Putin's thumb Next year, it's probably going to be Putin as president. Like, yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter what I vote. And they had that knowledge. And they've also consistently been struggling with food shortages and with poverty. And, like, it's not uncommon for three families to live under one roof. Like, it's it's been a very poverty-stricken nation. And everyone knows how corrupt it is that lives there. But they can't do anything about it because the military does come in and throw Mm -hmm. you in jail yeah over everything you're watching a movie that they don't like that has false propaganda jail like it's we see that parks and rec meme of like straight to jail (laughs) that's russia though like that's how they function yeah like (laughs) that's what happens so I think everyone knows what's going on and that's why people are standing up and why news reporters are speaking out and they're being imprisoned. Um, but also the prisons are awful. There are a lot of mm-hmm. modern day concentration camp type situations yeah. where they throw prisoners because you treason, like, you know, for speaking well, out against your country. To be so. honest, like, they have so much, pe- so many people going to jail for no fucking reason. Like, I'm sure I it's do. hard to withhold as far as, like, an infrastructure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to have an appropriate amount of prisons, let's say, like, in good condition if you have that many prisoners. Like, you have to, at a point, make something else to put all these prisoners, quote unquote, in. Right. And that's where you get camps and then you get labor for free because mm-hmm. they're labor camps and... I just don't think, I mean, Russia is very much the epitome of, okay, you have the oligarchs who are in power and then everyone else has no power. They're poor. They can't do anything. They can barely feed themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm sure there's middle area there, but it is, from what I've seen and from my understanding, that's generally the divide. Um, And the oligarchs have enough power that they can sustain, like, their economy quote unquote mm. without the rest of the population yeah. contributing so they just can all go to jail yeah and they can all go to jail or they can all get killed off or whatever they don't actually care as mm-hmm. long as their yachts are intact like which that's been something some yacht workers have blown up the <laughs> boats and fucking love that energy oh it's perfect but even still it's not enough i was just gonna say it's interesting i and this is total sidebar. But it's just always interesting to me when, like, people are like, oh, Russia has so much poverty. Russians, like, they can't. And I don't disagree. 
is just so funny. And like, I know you guys aren't like this, but when people are like, this is why I'm glad I'm an American. Like there isn't people in America dying of poverty and homelessness and people having to live like three up in houses because they can't afford it. Like the amount of people that have to live with roommates because like they can't afford it or like, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, places where it's like Detroit, where it's like there's so many abandoned houses and things because it's like people can't afford to live there and people can't like fucking Flint didn't have clean water and they had to fight. They still they don't. To, they still don't. And they had to fight. And like people just moved on to like the next buzz thing. Right. But it's like even so it's like. In America, like, I don't know the exact statistic, but it's, like, there's so many people that don't have access to clean water or food or heat or, like, anything. Like, no stable thing. Like, and it's just always wild to me because everyone's, like, always looks to be like, oh, well, you know, at least we're not, like, like, I, I'd love to see realistic statistics between, like, places where they're, like, well, you know, in Russia and, you know, China, like, they're so, and I'm not saying that they're worse or better than us because, like, or that we're the same because, like, we do have certain things that are in place like right like we're not underneath a tyrant (laughs) like but I think at the same time it's just always like I said this was a total sidebar it's always wild when people are like well at least in America we don't it's like no we definitely still suffer from these issues also like we definitely still have huge issues with homelessness and people like the amount of like I don't know the exact statistic but it's like crazy the amount of Americans that don't know where their next meal is gonna come from like that don't know how they're gonna feed their family and, like, we pretend like we're better than everyone else because we have, like, an, like we just portray it on the media of, like, the upper middle class. Now, you all know that I am no fan of America. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's unreasonable when talking about Russia or China to say, thank God I live in America. Because, well, yes, we have a lot of homelessness. We have a lot of poverty. We have a large divide in wealth that needs to be addressed. We have a lot of um, insecure housing and food and water and things that should be basic rights. We at least have programs to try and help. Mm-hmm. We have the knowledge that we're idiots on it. And we accept that and try to better it. Um, Russia doesn't care. And China, good lord, just recently they got rid of their two-child policy. People were constantly murdering their baby girls because they wanted boys two boys and they couldn't have more and you can't practice religion and you know at least I don't think it's unreasonable to say because I've definitely thought like okay this is one of those points where I'm actually thankful I live in America where it is more secure we have a strong military despite how much I think we're wasting a lot of money in that area Mm -hmm. um We have a lot of poverty. We have a lot of food insecurity, a lot of water that's not right, like, in Flint. Um, But it's a thinking point for sure, because I would like to see the statistics and see, like... That could be, like, its own episode, even. It could. Just be, like, America the Great question mark, and, like, we could really delve into, like, the statistics, because, like I said, I have no idea. So, like, I think we should sidebar that, and that would be a great episode, though. Like, maybe we'll we'll get to that soon, because that'd be so fun to, like, actually do research and do fun. (laughs) That'd be so... (laughs) I think, though, I think that's definitely, like, a research-based thing to talk about and, like, bring up points of, like, I'd love to see, like, the comparison of poverty and food insecurity versus other countries. Yeah. I think that'd be really cool to look into. I agree. But that's not what we're talking about today. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> I would be surprised if we're anywhere remotely close to where Russia is now on the poverty level of percentage of citizens. Um, it is really bad over there. I think I would disagree and say that we do have it a lot better. Um, 
just based off of the reason you can protest in the street without being shot or executed. Can you though? Can you though? Because when Black Lives Matter was happening, were people not being shot with rubber bullets and being killed and being like attacked? Like you won't get assassinated on live TV for like speaking out against your country to the rest of the world. Was George Floyd not? I think yeah. that's a far different issue than talking, I don't know. But corruption of the police that's, versus that's, the corruption of the country. That's the Black Lives Matter movement is very valid, but that's a completely different issue than your country slaughtering you. I think your government, but corrupted cops. That's a, that's a whole different topic, I think. But uh, I mean, Putin has not hesitated to execute his political opponents um, in the streets. Um, I'm so sorry. Even on TV, there's there was a footage I saw recently of a woman, uh, I think like early 2000s, that was speaking out against and pleading with the world. It was on live TV for some mm-hmm. diplomatic meeting or something. Two dudes came up and you saw a needle go in the back of her neck and she just dropped dead. Um, <laughs> that and then everyone who's ran against Putin. 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 <laughs> has, I like that better. Uh, <laughs> You know, we meme it here with, like, Clinton and stuff for a while, and, like, uh, who's that guy? Oh, Epstein. 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 But, like, there's blatant proof of, like, everyone who's run against Putin who's just died. People who want to reform the policy saying he can't be in charge just died. Oh, look, that's weird. They have elevated... You know, levels of radiation in their blood. Oh, uh, we're going to seal those records. And then you talked about that. You're dead. Like, the level to which he's willing to go to keep power is, I think, endless. Absolutely endless. I agree. I just think it's also interesting. I I think there'd be an argument that, yes, Russia is more severe. I think that a lot of... I think in the U.S., a lot of that stuff is very similar. And, like, probably not to the same scale, I'd be willing to say. I think we just have a lot more tact about hiding it. I think Putin doesn't care because no one can do anything to oppose him. I think, though, there's, like, there has to be shit behind closed doors because, like, just because um, Epstein was the first one that we saw, you can't tell me that's not the first person that this has happened to. Like, I I don't know. Maybe I'm being full conspiracy theorist. And like I said, I'm not saying we're as bad. I just think in the U.S. we do a little bit more to hide it. Sure. Um, Well, and I think that's where, I think that's a huge difference because I don't think our presidents are blatantly killing each other. Um, I don't think opponents are blatantly, like, part of seeing how corrupt a nation is, is seeing their corruption, Mm -hmm. blatant, unapologetic. That's fair, yeah. Right there in our face. Every country is going to have corruption. Every single one. I mean, um, you have two people. There's going to be, like, corruption. Like, yes. <laughs> I totally agree. There are definitely some sketchy things. Other countries get involved in democratic politics constantly. We made a huge deal about it with Trump and Russia and all that. Mm-hmm. Go, go my man, you sassy ass. Stop hitting her. Go. That is a constant thing that has been happening for decades in the United States. And we do it to other countries, too, where we go in and we're like, hey, you know, let's pay a little money here to get this person put in charge so that we can have this kind of relationship. Totally, like puppet-ish. It's not even puppetry, but, like, adjusting the votes, you know? Like, coming in and saying, okay, like, influencing the votes. That's more accurate terminology for our gain as America. Like, corruption is very... 
very prevalent in politics. That's part of why, like, I love debating. I love law. I, I think I would really enjoy politics if it weren't for the constant corruption and you basically have to sell your soul to the devil to be a part of it. Yeah. United States is no stranger to that. But when you see it and you know straight up, like, okay, that country... It's totally fake. Everyone in the country knows it's fake. We know it's fake. We know they're dying and we just shrug our shoulders because that's just Russia for you. Like, Mm -hmm. that is when it's really bad. Because what are they doing behind closed doors? If they're not afraid to show that... That's a fair point, yeah. What are they not showing us? So I think it's... I don't think you're wrong. I think that every place is corrupt. I think America is corrupt and we are better at hiding it. Um, especially with, like, the Epstein stuff. That is disgusting and awful. Well, and it's just, like, I mean, even on top of that, like, it brings up the whole point of, like, human trafficking. Yeah. Like, and how much of an issue it is. And, like, just very much news sources don't like talking about that, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can probably Google and get, like, yeah, like, how many people are missing on, like, how many children, women, whatever, go missing on, like, like an average. But it's, like, you know, the news sources are never going to talk about that. And in, like, a way, like, that's its own type of corruption. You know what I mean? Like, in its own right, that is a type of corruption. And, like, like I said, I'm, we're comparing, it feels like a little bit, like, apples and oranges, because you're right, like, it is different. But it's just, I feel like a lot of times people like to pretend, like, America is so great. And we're not. Like, we don't have any faults. And it's, like, mm. Um, I would just like to shout out our sweet producer Riley as he brings us our drinks. Thanks for my drink. This convo. Oh, just you had to hold up your glass. You had to hold up your glass, bro. (laughs) Mm. Anyways, Um, yeah, I think that's just a topic for another day. Oh yeah, we definitely Um, dive into that. But yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about before that. We're talking a lot about corruption and, like, what happens behind closed doors. So, I kind of want to bring it back to the current events of yes. things. Um, so, Levi, you kind of see it going towards which way? You gave us two options. Either it's going to be drawn out and there's going to be an implosion of sorts in Russia. Or it's going to be short. He's going to finish the job with whatever tactics he may need. And then it's war. Leading to World War Three, rather. I think I, I look at too many variables to make it definitive. <laughs> it's hard enough to narrow it down to those two. Right. Cause Are you leaning away? Do you feel like we need to be prepping for war? Or do you say, no, this is going to be what it is. We might have to in the future, like if, if Putin invades someplace else. But right now, Ukraine, that's kind of said and done. Like, which way are you leaning I don't think this is going to be World War Three. Okay. That's that's positive. Um, first of all, let me talk about World War Three for a minute. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Um, before Russia showed how weak it is militarily, I think it would have been a no contest in a conventional war. Uh, the, the one thing I will disagree with everyone that... America is the greatest military in the world. Oh, that's fair, yeah. We are... I mean, <laughs> I've been on the inside. I've, I've seen the things. We're incredibly sophisticated, motivated, patriotic. I mean, <laughs> I don't think a war would be... Like, if we were to go fight Russia out of Ukraine and nukes were off the table, 
I think three days would be the time limit we would kick Russia's ass and send them back to never wanting conflict ever. But there's nukes on the table. That's why I don't think World War Three will happen. With nukes being on the table, I mean, it's just an inevitable thing. I, I don't think it will come to U.S. getting involved, NATO getting involved. Because I still do hold the belief that Putin doesn't want nuclear war. Because mm. he wants... It seems like he's doing this for the glory of to restore the Soviet Union, KGB and all that. If he really wants them to be in glory, does he want them to be dead? Maybe de- go out in a blaze? I don't know. Maybe there's that possibility. But um, I... As far as being a quick conflict, taking over Ukraine, I still think that's very much possible because he knows that, too. He knows he doesn't want nuclear war. Um, he's, I think he's trying to provoke NATO into conventional war mm. with, with bombing close to the border, Poland and all that. Yeah. Um, it's getting a little sketchy. I think he at least wants a reason to escalate, to be like, oh, my God, like, you know. How crazy. The U.S. did X, so we get to nuke Kiev now, or something. I also don't think tactical nukes are off the table for Putin. I think that's a lot more likely. Tactical nuke being a lot smaller warhead, not a city destroyer. I launched, like, from artillery or something like that. Pretty deadly. He could do a nuclear test in the, some farm fields of Ukraine, in the mountains, or the middle of the ocean, be like, you guys really want to fuck with me? Um, or he could just use a bunch of chemical weapons or just continue bombing the crap out of all the cities and level Ukraine. But I think if I had to lean a certain way, probably be that this is going to be a long drawn out conflict. That's going to bleed Russia and the U S doesn't really have to step up. There's nothing really to step up. We're ready for conventional world war three. We've stepped up our defenses in Poland and NATO countries surrounding Russia um, with the one variable being if China all of a sudden goes completely off the rails. Mm. <laughs> Who knows then? Um, Alyssa, what are your kind of thoughts? I want to segue us out of what's actually happening and go into hypotheticals on a, a lighter note. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like, I mean, I've been informing myself, but also, like, a lot of relying on Levi because for my mental health, I can't look too into it. That's fair. Um, my hope is to segue us. I hope that we just fucking, like, they just fucking fight off Russia and continue to be, like, their own country and everything. And it's just this badass story of Ukrainians is, would be my, like, ideal. Um, I'd like to think Putin wouldn't doom the world by bringing in nukes, but you never know. And I just live my life to the fullest <laughs> because it's like it's like the meme of like oh wait if you knew today was your last day what would you do it's like well you know it could be it could. <laughs> we are realist we are edging towards a very realistic could be and so I will live my life to the fullest of its availability at the time because well, otherwise I, I mean. And, like, spontaneous combustion's a thing. Like, it's not unheard of. You literally could just combust it. Or get hit by a car, you know, like, anything. And so it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to vibe for now and, you know, obviously, like, support any way that I can. But other than that, like, I don't know. I don't have, like, a... 
I think Ukraine, if I had to give my two cents, that is completely based on nonsense. I think Ukraine pulls through on this. Because I think they as a people are so determined that I think that's hard to beat. And I think the human spirit is discounted a lot. And, like, people, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And it seems like the Russians, like, most of them, their hearts aren't in it. Like, the soldiers are trying to surrender, and they don't know why they're there. And, like, so many of them, like, showed up and weren't told what they are going to do and don't want to be doing this. And the people are protesting. And I think Putin's back is about to hit a wall. Where it goes from there, I don't know. But my hope, and I'm trying to manifest, Ukraine pulls out of this, and they're able to be a free country still. Because they sure as hell fucking deserve it the way they are fighting right now. They do. Um, I'm definitely less optimistic. I open the news every day thinking I'm going to see Putin's take in Ukraine. Um, I think it's really just a matter of, I mean, I know they can't do much. <clears throat> I like seeing the stories about, like, the church you mentioned that they were bombing specifically that was designated as having children and women and um, families. They're pulling survivors out, which is awesome. And I love seeing the stories of the good things. Um, I don't have a lot of hope for Ukraine. Granted, I am naturally more pessimistic. Totally. Um, and so I recognize that. I would love to see Ukraine kind of, like, pull themselves out entirely. But I don't think they can do that without the kind of help that we need <laughs> to give them. But we can't because of the threat of war. Honey! I think Riley's trying to tell us. What? I swear to God. Riley is like, this is your five minute warning and I'm cutting you off. I'm, I'm trying off to wrap it up. Well, Beat your booty. Want to say, uh, are you done with that? Um, yes, and then I'll launch into my. Just real quick, we're having that up. Ukraine can't win. Not even as far as just defending, but there's no winner here. That's if true. Russia stays here, if they bomb the crap out of it and still lose, or if they stay there fighting um it's gonna be bad real bloody ukraine's gonna be might end up being a terrible country for a long time maybe with the help of the world not so long but um not to get too grim on you there uh <laughs> also the world's gonna see a massive shortage in food there's gonna be about double the number of people that are starving to death every year um if this doesn't end like now um, oh, and one last thing on how crazy Russia is. They sent a bomber into Ukraine to circle an airfield over Ukraine near the Belarusian, but Belarusian border, who uh, Belarus is an ally of Russia. They flew that bomber from an airport in Ukraine and made it look like the flight path came from Ukraine, bombed a village in Belarus, went back to Ukraine, and then flew back to Russia to try to pull... This is how crazy they are, and the level they'll go to to pull, to manipulate and train to pull other countries into this conflict. I think my biggest concern with the entire conflict is China, because... Um, They're like a wild card. And I think that's where, I don't know if we're going to end up being in World War Three or not. I think it really is dependent on China, because Putin is unhinged. Putin is losing it day by day and this was supposed to take three days and it's taken three weeks it's taken more than three weeks like 
he's getting more frustrated he's amping up the world is getting a little concerned and i think if he scares china off china is gonna stop backing putin and start backing the rest of the world that's not what we're seeing we're seeing china offer kind of sly helpings to russia um china took hong kong in a very similar maneuver even with their citizens complaining and protesting and hong kong begging the world for help China pulled something very similar. I mean, Tibet? No, to Hong or Kong. Taiwan? There have been a lot of issues with Hong Kong. Oh. Um, I don't know much about China's history. Recently, like the last few years, I think it's Hong Kong. Now I'm doubting myself. Hong <laughs> Kong was a sovereign nation. I think you're trying to think about Taiwan. Hong Kong is not part of China. It is. Maybe I the, am. the island that's off the coast of China that they're... What is it that... Um, I feel like it's been Hong Kong conflict, though. With China. Hold on. Maybe edit all this out. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. So. You're talking about the nation that's declaring sovereignty that they're going back and forth on the past few weeks? No. Oh, okay. This has been like years. And it was. So what I'm reading, what I'm getting kind of is um, Hong Kong has been basically sovereign they've had their own um free society Mm -hmm. from china while still being part of china Mm. but they've had their own like government they've had their own democracy they've had their own freedom and china decided they didn't like that and entirely overtook it and there was a lot of um, i think i remember that happening there was a lot of like there were citizens being killed on the street like protesters there were a lot of um like, people, I don't know. Anyways, the whole thing is, China did that to Hong Kong, and I remember Hong Kong begging the world for help and asking, why aren't people helping us? Why aren't you guys coming in? And it was a similar sort of situation where it's like, well, we can't step in. Like, you're technically mm-hmm. part of China. We can't Our help you. Our hands are kind of tied. Uh-huh. And China did it much more discreetly. They did it much more powerfully. They did it a lot more controlled. And it was a very minor thing. I think Putin's losing it, like I said. I think he's just off his rocker, which is part of why I'm so scared of him. Because I don't know what he's going to do. I don't think he wakes up in the morning knowing what he's going to do. Like, he's just like, "Mm, all right, let's send that bomber over to uh, Belarus. Belarus, I think. Belarus. Let's send it all over to Belarus and bomb something today. Why not? Like, let's try it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think China might be able to kind of step in and give him guidance on how to do this. If we start seeing him suddenly act in a much more conservative, careful manner, I'm going to start being worried about World War Three. Because yeah. to me, that means, like, China's involved. China's going to be... China has had... I mean, they're one of the largest nations... And they've had so much power. They've been on track with the U.S. throughout the centuries. They're a force to be reckoned with. And I think China, or I think Russia can't necessarily evolve this into the war that they may want without China's help. Mm. But that's my fears. You know, China's not afraid to get their hands dirty. They're not afraid to be totalitarian. They're not afraid to start wars or be involved in wars. 
they're just a lot more behind closed doors to bring it back to the corruption. Like, they're a lot more what we don't see. Yeah. I think, um, I would hope China would see that they're going to be the top country in the world soon and just not want to tarnish that or ruin it unless this is when they want to make their move, I guess. (laughs) Because, I mean... China is going to be very quickly the most powerful country in the world, the richest country in the world. Uh, they're going to produce the most um, uh, energy in the world, produce the most product, going to have the strongest military. I mean, so forced to be reckoned I, I with. I think that's why they're being so careful that they don't want to like accidentally get involved in a conflict now that they have so much potential ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, maybe they just want to make the move now. <laughs> Well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I kind of wanted to jump into another section of this topic, but we're already at about an hour or so. So we could even do like a Ukraine part two. That's kind of what I'm thinking is I think we might want to end our first two part episode because we covered the conflict. So we covered the conflict. What else did you want to? I wanted to go into our kind of plans. Um, our concerns for in the United States, what we're seeing here specifically, like how we're seeing it impact inflation and housing prices or housing market. (laughs) (laughs) It hurts. (laughs) Gas prices and how it's infecting just our economy. (laughs) It is though. I mean, (laughs) affecting, I'm sorry. I've had one too many tequila and cream soda drinks. That's two. We're, we're trying to Riley's nightmare and sorry to talk over each other. Yeah, we should yeah, really yeah. wrap this up. Right, right, okay. Anyways, I would like to get into kind of yeah. what we're seeing in America as well as our kind of like mayday plans. Like, mayday, mayday, what do we do? Sort mm. of thing. Um, I think that's an interesting topic as well as like the topic of nuclear war. So I think we should do yeah. part two. Um, Our first two-part episode. Yeah, we'll come back to this topic for sure next week. Just keep that in mind, or like in a few days, depending on when we want to record again. Anywhere between a week and a month. Right. <laughs> it's March 17th, nuclear war hasn't started yet. Yeah, yes. I, I was going to say at the top of this was <laughs> we should, episode, we probably should have uh, said the date that I we do are recording. Think we should start, um, this is off the record, but we should start recording Even once in. a week again. Because we can't, if we bring your computers, like, we can go play Human Fall Flat right now, and then we can record the podcast, especially these, like, one-hour topics. They're pretty easy to do. I mean, especially if y'all buy us, like, monitors, that's less to bring over, I'm just saying. I just got a lot of money right now. And that's a wrap! Um, yeah, but thank you guys for listening. Um, Riley, cut all that out from previously, please. We're getting notes from our producer that we need to wrap it up. Um, we love you all. We are back. We're committed. It's been a weird go as we've been adjusting to the babies and needing sleepovers. And by the time we have second babies, I think we'll have it kind of figured out to the point where it'll all well, be. Well, just moved in. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be five minutes away again instead of 30. So it'll be Gucci. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you for coming back to us after our long hiatus. We love you all. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. I love you. Rogramblings. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start a TikTok for us. I don't have the name for that yet. Or you can email us at Rogue Rambling, a single ramble. 
No, it's a single ramble. It's rogueramblingg <laughs> at gmail.com. And um, yeah, check us out, friends. We have a Discord. We want to be your buddies. Message ah! us. <laughs> and join us next time for our ASMR with scare, jump scares. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Good love you, bye. Hey guys, I'm Melissa with Rogue Ramblings. We're a podcast featuring controversial topics, interesting ideas, but mostly random nonsense. Some things we've covered before are morals, Lord of the Rings, space, coronavirus, um, (laughs) past lives, multi-universe theories, just basically anything and everything. Once a month, we do a D&D episode featuring a very chaotic campaign that's also super fun. Uh, We're found on most major podcast platforms and we hope you guys give us a listen.